0: Hi everybody and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. Today I'm talking about Nightmare Arcanist by Shomi Stovall, so let's bond with it. So, this book was great. I really enjoyed reading it. It was published in 2019 and it actually fits in this year's book bingo, book 2020. And the, the square it fits in would be square... 23 magical pets so if you want to read it for that that's great um, that's one of the reasons why i picked this book i thought it was like i said earlier i thought it was a good book it was solid it was a tad predictable in some things and i see things that i think are going to happen in the next books but that doesn't mean that it was bad the story starts with volk our young protagonist who lives on an island with his ha- adopted sister Ilya and his adopted dad, William, they are gravediggers, and because of that they are, you know, kind of excluded from most of the stuff on the island. His goal is to always be, has always been to be an arcanist and to change the world to make things better. So from there I think you have a pretty good solid point of where this book is going to be headed. Like I said, I thought it was really good though. It's enjoyable. So let's talk about, we'll start going into a little bit of spoilers. Oh, well, before I do that, actually, let me tell you one thing. The description, like on the back of the book or on Goodreads for this book, I feel like gives away a little bit too much of what's going to happen in the book. Like if they hadn't told you exactly what's going to happen in this book, it would have been a little bit more mysterious and a little bit more payoff could have been had for the readers. Like I said, I I liked it. I wouldn't read that description on the back, but I think it just gives away a little bit too much. So let's talk about the magic system in this book. It was a very enjoyable, very creative style of contract magic. As that's kind of what I'm calling it because to become an arcanist, a person has to bond with a magical beast or creature. And then once they are bonded, they gain access to that creature's magic and the creature also can then get stronger on their own as well. So to talk about the magic in just general terms, when you contract the beast, the beast will become more like you. So if you are an angry or you know pessimistic person, then the beast or the magical creature is eventually going to become more pessimistic just like you. The more powerful your soul, your kind of dedication slash will is, the stronger that beast can grow and become over time and the farther along you can get and the more you can progress. You, know, you enjoy that power. So there are three main ways that you can use magic and there it says there's other ways but these are the three that we kind of get into and we see on screen so the first one is evocation and then manipulation and augment i'm just going to use a a predictable power flames control flames the power of of fire and for evocation that would mean that you can create fire you know throw fire etc manipulation would mean you know like moving the fire controlling it after created it create a fireball with evocation then you could control it with manipulation or control regular fire that you did not create with manipulation. And then augmentation which uh, a little bit tougher of one with fire but for example you could get the heat of fire and manipulate that in regards to your own self. So another way to look at that would be if you had a wind power the wind could be fast you can imbue yourself with that speed of wind. So I don't want to get too much into each individual user's powers and ability right now, but we'll talk about that a little later. Let's start off into our spoilery section of the book. Uh, let's start with our main characters. We start with Volk, whose dad was a murderer and his mom was a thief, and so after they both left him, he was left to be raised with a gravedigger. He's very diligent, wants more than anything to be an arcanist, to use magic, to help people, to improve his life and others. He has a sister, who same situation her parents were criminals and she's adopted by the gravedigger as well she's very mischievous so oh, her name's Ilya. sorry she's very mischievous she's very smart very cunning uh you can see her being the trickster or the rogue of the group for sure obviously it's just the two of them the couple other people who are with him on his island that are important we have zaxus and atti and they are both zaxus is the son and atti's the daughter of two different but powerful families on the island that are want their kids to be arcanists as well so every year there's the the challenge of the phoenixes be, uh, the, the phoenixes love to come to their island and they put themselves put the all the kids through a trial and when you come out of the trial on the other end you have the opportunity to bond with a phoenix and become an arcanist so volk much to everyone on the island because everybody hates him you know, he att- he participates in the trial to be chosen as one of the host people to bond for this phoenix. He goes up against uh, Zaxus and Addy, who are the only other ones that are allowed this year because there's so few phoenixes. Uh, and so their challenge consists of uh, climbing up a tower and plucking a fruit that the phoenixes love, bringing it back, and doing it, you know, then the phoenixes will eat it decide who's they like better that's the first challenge second challenge is a challenge of knowledge and if there's any more after that we don't know because we don't see him so volk makes it up he brings it back down he brings a good fruit the phoenixes seem to like it but in the knowledge test the head of the town uh, really throws the the tough questions to volk and very simple ones to the others and even involves knowledge that there's no way that Volt could have known because no one would tell him. So he loses out on that. But thanks to his sister, Ilya, he's able to go... You know, they hear about a boat that has crashed with some other magical creature. So they sneak off in the middle of the night and they bond some magical creatures. So while Ilya and Volk are traipsing around looking for magical creatures to bond. They come across Nicolin, who is kind of I envision him kind of like a little rabbit, but you know a little different. And he ends up contracting with Ilya, and she becomes an Arcanist. Then Volk continues on, and he's rejected by one magical creature, and they find he finds another one, a a white stag or a heart, and it's a little crazy. Just it wants more power and to kill him and it attacks him and he's able to you know fight it off. And then eventually this another magical creature shows up, and finishes off the, the heart, saving his life, is dying. And so he contracts with the creature and what he ends up contracting with is a nightmare. Now, when I read this, I should have realized it, but I was kind of envisioning like a shadow horse, like a night mare. In my head and of course looking at the actual title of the book and you know i should have realized no it's a a nightmare so he bonds with a knight of shadow and darkness and the only thing that the nightmare you wants in return for this bond is to help find his previous contract holders murderer and to help him stop him from killing more people now bonding this way with the nightmare actually ends up hurting. Uh, Volk because the second person to bond the same creature that creature has already started to take on the attributes of the one before him, and so it actually causes Volk to have his magic physically hurt him when he tries to use it. So it's not super good for him. Uh, it makes it a lot tougher for him to control. He has no no knowledge of what powers he's supposed to have. With a phoenix, he would know. Oh, he would have fire-based powers. So with this nightmare, he is he has no idea. Luckily for him and for Ilya, you know they're able to leave the island and go to the mainland land where they get to apply for a guild Uh, their adopted father gives them a letter says hey i recommend this guild it's you know it's kind of worked with them before they're good people so he goes and he applies for that guild which is the frith guild so they apply they have to make it through the guild test to catch a, a butterfly a moth at night they do they come back, and they are all admitted into the guild. It turns out as well that uh, Zaxus and Addy had also applied for the same Frith guild, and so they're all in there together. Now, along with being invited into the guild, they're also told who, which of the teachers would like to sponsor them. And all of them are offered a sponsorship by Ruma, who is the founder of their island. He's a very famous arcanist known throughout the world, except for Volk. Volk is only offered to train under Zelfry, a uh, trainer. You know, kind gives off the appearance of a drunkard or a slacker but we see through that pretty quickly that he he actually cares so they go to their guild and their guild headquarters is actually on the contracted beast of the guild master and so the guild headquarters is on a giant turtle i thought that was cool it was very exciting to see that and to see let's talk about all of our apprentice arcanists that are going to be with volk obviously we have volk I think he's a very good character. He's very likable, very diligent, a little bit naive about girls and like how life actually works a little bit, but he's very good. We have Ilya. Like I said earlier, she's very mischievous, very smart. He's going to be a troublemaker. I'm excited to see more of her. Zaxx. kind of starts out uh, arrogant and kind of like a jerk at the beginning, and he gets a little bit more likable at the end. I'm not sure if I really like where they end his character at, where he's... Mostly forgiven and wants to be friends with Volk now, but it is a little bit of progression that I thought was good. Addie, she was very talented, she's very beautiful, a little bit of a Mary Sue, but I don't think she's on screen enough and in our view to have that be a problem. But she's the very capable, very talented actor there. We've got Hexa, who I said earlier bonds with Ryzen, the Hydra. She's definitely a fighter not afraid to get dirty i'm not sure where her character is going to go in the next couple books but i'm excited to see and then you also have uh, adelgus who's a smart man he wants to be an arcanist researcher so he's not really in it for the fighting but i'd like to see where he ends up as them then they move into the training phase where we learn about those three manipulations of magic evocation manipulation augment so let's kind of go through uh, a little bit of this for you we'll start with volk as our main main character as his evocation with a nightmare he can and cast. Fear. So he can push out fear to some people, to whoever, you know, and make them afraid, make them kind of see their worst fear. He's not very good at it, of course, because it really hurts him to use, but he does practice it. Manipulation. He can move shadows. So if he can move a you know shadow, make it face the sun instead of a wave. Less powerful right now, but I'm sure we'll see that grow and change later. And augmentation. He can merge with his knight so that they're like one person and then they can fight and do magic all at the same time. Makes them a lot more powerful than when they're acting on their own. Uh, Nicolena, Nicolin with Ilya, is has uh, teleportation powers. So his verification is cast a beam. It hits something that teleports part or all of it away. Manipulation would be to teleport them in a specific way without breaking them. And then obviously augmentation to teleport herself safe. Um, Zaxus and Addy both have the phoenixes, so they both have fire, which we have already covered. Evocation for making throw a fire, manipulation for moving it. And we didn't really see any augmentation of fire in this book, but I'm sure we will see it later. There's also three, two other people that are in their, their training class with them. Hexa, who has bonded with Raisin, a Hydra, and Edelgus, who's bonded with Felicity, which is just like a small shell crab, kind of like creature, uh, but made of light. So do stuff with light. They're, you know, less in the, involved in this book because we're not seeing them as much, but still very good. You know, we're learning about this plague that can corrupt people and magic and magical beasts. Some people think that it makes your magic grow stronger, but that it drives you crazy, which something we've seen a lot of in books, but I thought it was well done here. It was never straight up obvious that the plague, you know, they, everybody knew about the plague, but it wasn't talked about. It was good. I liked it. Well, Let's see, moving on. A couple of things that I'm pretty sure are going to happen in this book series. Uh, we, I saw, we know that we saw Ilya and that she loves Volk. Uh, I thought it was pretty obvious from the very beginning. They don't get together in this book, but I'm sure it's a possibility for future books. We saw a little bit of hints that even Addie wants to be in a relationship with Volk, which surprised me. I did not see that coming. So, yeah. Then uh, see the other things that I think are going to happen, I don't I don't really have besides them. sorry. This book was pretty self-contained, so I look forward to reading the next ones and seeing what happens there. Um, if you read the book blurb, then you know that Ruma is the murderer. He's the one who murdered and has been corrupting and capturing magical creatures and killing them. We don't know why. Uh, the final confrontation with Ruma was very good. I liked it. We saw that I thought... When I was when I had read the back of the book, I had thought that Ruma was just infected with the plague and trying to gather power for power's sake. I did not predict or see come in that his wife had died and that he was trying to bring his wife back to life uh, by feeding you no know, magical creatures because his wife was bonded to a phoenix. Uh, I thought that part was great that they had subtly hinted that a magical creature can gain a true form if a, an arcanist is powerful enough and strong enough that. They can have a true form and access to even greater and more powerful magics and that the true form of a phoenix will provide resurrection now that did not work in this one obviously but ruma has been feeding his wife's phoenix all these other phoenixes and magical creatures in an attempt to bring about that true form but it just showed you know that how deteriorated he had been from both the plague and trying to do this uh, i like that it, the apprentices were not powerful enough to directly affect the combat and to you know fight ruma on their own own because the master Arcanus, he's much more powerful than them as apprentices. But I did like that they could sway the battle in their ways. They were able to distract, eventually kill the phoenix, that keeping his wife alive, and made Ruma panic and allowed their teacher free to get the upper hand and conclude that battle. That puts it us at the end of the book, where they're still involved with the guild and they're being given praises, but that showing that they still have quite a long way to go. So I like that book. I, I'd give this one a good four out of five stars. A little bit predictable, but still still good. It's a quick read. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And that's going to wrap up my discussion of The Nightmare Arcanist by Shomi Stovall. Uh, thanks for listening, and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to libromancypod at gmail.com. And remember to bond with the magic of books.